0: Welcome to another edition of Compelled. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. Uh, this week we are going to be touching on Mr.
1: Who? Skylar Page. Mr.
0: Skylar Page.
1: Skylar Page created Clarence, an American animated television series that was uh, made for Cartoon Network. This series revolves around a young boy named Clarence and his two best friends, Jeff and Sumo. Skylar Page was a former storyboard artist for Adventure Time and revisionist for uh, Secret Mountain Fort Awesome. Um, the pilot aired in 2014, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Clarence is now officially over. It was uh, the show's third season.
0: Was it canceled or did it run its course?
1: It doesn't say. Um, Spencer Rothbell confirmed that the show's third season will be its last.
0: <clears throat> I remember watching the first season with my kids.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, in July 2014, it was reported that Skylar Page was fired from the show and Cartoon Network sta- studios due to mental health problems allegedly leading to cases of sexual harassment. A Cartoon Network spo- spokesperson confirmed that the series will continue despite his absence. Um, I'm sorry to say that—I'm I, I not sorry to say this. I didn't like Clarence. I thought it was a, it was a dumb cartoon. Um, I think that a lot of the stuff that Cartoon Network is do that's they're doing now is just awful. Um, Cartoon Network.
0: There was some unique things about Clarence um, at the beginning of the series, but then that's why I quit watching it with my kids, and I think my kids ultimately quit watching it too. Is it got it just became repetitive? I think it's and
1: awful. The entire network is fucking awful. They, they show the same five cartoons over and over again, and. Um, the problem is, is that with Cartoon Network, it's called Cartoon Network for a reason. Yeah. Not five cartoons that we repeatedly show every single day for 12 hours a day. Um, don't support, don't purchase, don't give money to anybody that is associated with Clarence. It's that easy. Skylar Page was fired from Cartoon Network. I'm at the Mary Sue uh, website. It's called the Mary Sue. Um, it's difficult to speak about harassment or abuse of any kind, but when also coupled with the fear of losing employment, it's even more daunting. That's why we were surprised to see one individual make a clear accusation online of sexual harassment. While backlash was expected and did happen, reaction from Cartoon Network was also swift. The first reaction of many when talk of abuse comes up is to ask for proof of proof instead of showing concern. Women shared personal experiences of harassment of all kinds recently with hashtag YesAllWomen. And while some do feel comfortable talking about it, others don't. Some talk about it, but not using their real name, some of which we saw when the hashtag that woman uh, emerged. <clears throat> some speak under their own name, but do not reveal the name of the person they're accusing. Like when cartoonist Mary Naomi talked about being harassed on a convention panel, Scott Ladell went on to out himself as the harasser in question. Around that same time, Tess Fowler came out after long consideration to say that comic writer Brian Wood had sexually harassed her. So when we saw creators in the animation industry tweeting about Cartoon Network's Skylar Page, people were surprised. Apparently, the issue had been brewing for a while. Mary uh, Adomo tweeted this on June 30th of 2014: "Skyler Page, creator of Cartoon Network's Clarence, is known to grope women without their consent. Do not be left in a uh, do not be left alone in a room with him." As you can imagine, it got the usual, those are serious accusations. Do you have proof to back that up? Responses. But also got others talking until Emily Partridge came forward and said, okay, this Skylar Page fiasco everyone is talking about happened to me. You can stop hounding my friends for proof. I've been encouraged by multiple people. I trust that I am safe and supported in coming forward about this. So here I am. It's no secret that I deal with mental health issues. I'm incredibly sympathetic towards mental illness being sick. However, doesn't excuse you from toxic, manipulative, cruel behavior, especially when these events are repetitive and specific. I heard rumors about Skyler being quirky, but nothing about this his fucked up behavior towards women until after what happened to me if I knew what I know now. I wouldn't have let him catch me alone or be near me. I don't want the same thing to happen to anybody else. My friends have been speaking out for me uh, while I was too scared to come forward, and I appreciate that, the fact that Twitter needs me to speak is distressing, but I feel responsible to other women in the industry. Don't trust this guy. What's also distressing is the overwhelming silence from certain parties. You've made a lot of people feel less safe this week. It makes me feel fucked up that people are saying how brave it is for me to say something. This is how unsafe we all feel. I immediately regret dealing with this. To people who are saying this should have been discreetly dealt with by HR or something, HR is already dealing with it. Discretion does not keep other people safe. <coughs> Truer words have never been said. And while it's a tough situation to deal with, uh, one that person can feel pressure to handle in isolation and or that a whole industry may sweep under the carpet for too long, we've seen it happen, and it continually happens. Thankfully, in this case, fairly swift action has been taken. Um, Unfortunately, like I said, the show continues, and that's bullshit. if you get rid of the person that created the show, get rid of the fucking show because it has stigma. I'm sorry for the people that are involved with the show, you can put them on other shows you can give them other assignments and things like that but in the meantime i'm sorry you, you can't just continually do this while you can't continually work on a program that has this stigma that has this overwhelming feeling of of abuse to it why would you want i mean say, asking you seriously if you worked on whatever it is, okay, yeah, and whether you are or not harassed, okay, doesn't matter. But if somebody on the staff is harassed or somebody that you know that works at the company that you're working for is harassed, doesn't that give you Not – doesn't that change the, the overall feeling, the morale of where you're working at when something like this happens <laughs> and the person – the person that created the environment, yeah. the person that created the job that you're working at, that you're doing, gets fired for sexual harassment. Does that make it any better?
0: No, because it's, well, a little bit, but not enough. It's not enough. You know what I mean? It's good that that person's gone, but there's, yeah, I, I I I get what you're saying. It's, there's, you already used the word stigma. I don't want to use that <laughs> There's just a. Uh, it's kind of like uh, in my crazy comparison world. It's like you can't still. I, I. Most people can't think about Germany without thinking about Nazis, right? It. There's that stigma has been with them for a very long time, right? And it, you know, not and. The, you know, it's not a fault against the actual German people, but you know, it just is what it is, right? So, um, I, I would say, yeah, it's uh, it would probably be best to move on. Uh, my question to you, though, is. Would you feel as strongly as you feel right now about the, the way that this is, you know, the stigma with with Clarence and all that stuff, if you had been a, sh- a fan of the show, if you had actually liked no. that sh- show?
1: No, uh, um, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, absolutely. Because I'm going to get into another show here in a second. Okay. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't agree with supporting content mm-hmm. that is created by people that continually support behavior like this. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a problem watching Cartoon Network. And I, I I try to watch as little of it as possible anymore.
0: Does the same company that owns Nickelodeon own Cartoon Network? I believe
1: so, yeah. Viacom.
0: Well then, I mean, then we, we already know about the things we wanted to talk about from
1: Nickelodeon's side. Correct. And and that's the stigma. I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. I, I, I haven't watched Spongebob in, in a long time. And even though Spongebob... <laughs> If you read anything about that, you know, anything about the creators and <laughs> um, the people associated with Spongebob, you know that they don't have anything to do with it. But that's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is with the overall, mm-hmm. the entire network that it's on, um, that these shows are on. That means that they're not taking it seriously enough to do something serious about it, which is to remove programs like this. You know, And the other problem is, is the DVD stuff. These things are available on DVD. Let's continue to support Clarence, which will continue without his involvement. A lot of talented folks work to make this show great. Well, instead of supporting Clarence, why don't you make a new show? That's just as quirky and just as fun. Wouldn't that have been better? That's a tough one. Patrick Harpin. Skyler's asshole behavior was the main reason I quit the show more than a year ago. I can't imagine how fans of the show are feeling right now. But the reason you like Clarence in spite of its creators is because the creator had very little to do with the show despite what it says in the credits. Skyler never wrote a single episode. It was created by the writers and the talented artists. We took Skyler's idea of a fat, dumb kid and made a character out of it. Skyler mostly kept the couch from floating away and read whatever lines we gave him. There's been enough victims of Skyler Page. Don't punish the talented crew that actually raised Clarence. Well, I'm sorry. His name is associated with it. Like I said, create a new property. You need to use something even similar to Clarence. And just not call it Clarence, but create a new property without his without that without that name attached to it.
0: Didn't Bill Cosby create <laughs> um, Fat Albert? Yep. So do you believe that Fat Albert should be completely disregarded? I think so. Damn, that's a tough one, isn't it?
1: Even the Cosby show. Look, anything that he had his hands in. Yeah. Creating. I spy. Yeah. You know, as much as I love that show. And Leonard Part 6. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest movie of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I like Leonard part six. Um, events have rolled swiftly up the story and we should be reveal partridge has provided the following information on her t- Tumblr. I want to go curl up in a hole, but I feel like it's my responsibility to address some things first. I work on Adventure Time, not Clarence. I'm a storyboard revisionist, not a storyboard artist. I don't personally act. I did not personally act to get Skyler fired. Cartoon Network made that decision on their own without involving me in the situation between Skyler and I it was not the only reason for his termination. <laughs> Clarence will continue without him. It has been a, it hasn't been canned. Nobody should boycott the show. It has a great staff. Skyler didn't rape me. That was a really messed up rumor that needs to be that needs to stop. Sexual assault does not equate rape. I've heard about a lot about how people just assume that girls knew to stay away from him. I didn't. I hadn't even met him before. A lot of us didn't go to CalArts, guys, and we need to work harder to keep each other safe. A lot of other women have come to me in private with really similar stories. The Cartoon Brew article is gross and sensationalistic. It's a a decent compilation of information, but please stop spreading it if you have some other option. Jeff Roe made an important post about Skyler's mental health. I don't care about Skyler's mental health. Emily Quinn tacked some important stuff onto his statement. Despite my anger, I really hope that this dude gets help. I'm incredibly hesitant to lay all of his behavior on mental illness after hearing accounts of people's personal experience with him, but I'm not a doctor no matter what you what side you're on what you believe please don't be an asshole. All right. So, let's go and talk and talk about Skylar Page. So, um, Jeff Rowe. Jeff Rowe is a personal friend of Skylar, and the inspiration for the Jeff character on Clarence. I lived with Skylar for 3 years. I took the photo of him at the top of the Cartoon Brew article. Point being, I feel like I've seen a part of the story that not many are privy to. My goal in sharing this is not to discredit anyone or downplay the seriousness of what happened. Skyler's actions are abhorrent, and my heart goes out to the victim. As someone who is close to the situation, I think it would be useful to present additional information about the incident. Skylar is currently in the hospital receiving treatment for mental illness, specifically a form of bipolar that um, results in prolonged psychotic episodes, not sleeping for days, and erratic, sometimes frightening behavior that mimics schizophrenia. On the same day the assault happened, Skylar also walked through the streets shirtless, screaming at cops. I saw him try to smoke cigarettes through his nose and drink days-old olive juice. He popped in and out of different characters and answered questions with riddles. And the next day, when me and another close friend drove him to the hospital to get him treatment, I sat with him for hours in the emergency room as he sat strapped to a bed singing they might be giant songs and talking like a cowboy. I don't know if he was cognizant enough to see that I was crying. It was one of the saddest I'd ever seen, uh, things I'd ever seen. Here in front of me was a guy I'd known extremely well but was obviously not home, in quotes. When I talked to the doctor and learned more about his specific illness and that he would be coping with it for the rest of his life, it broke my heart. Again, here was someone who was like a brother to me, and I just got told he may never be the same again. What happened was horrible, but the tone of the online converse- conversation is painting Skylar as a calculating predator. I don't deny what happened, but based on my experience, his actions were the result of a tragic bipolar episode and don't reflect the thoughtful, considerate, kind-hearted person I've always known him to be. I'm not defending or excusing his behavior. I just hope I can provide context to this conversation. And here's the problem with that: he has a history of doing this. Yeah, he has a history of people of of, the, of people saying, "Stay away from Skyler because he's inappropriate with his contact. He's he's a piece of shit." Skyler Page was born in Folsom, California. By the way, hmm, <laughs> well,
0: sounds like. Uh- He was born
1: a little too far away from the prison, though. Um, trying to find some stuff here. Yeah, so you have uh, Ryan Peckwin from a regular show, Emily Partridge, and her experiences with Skyler. You have Lamar Abrams, who is a storyboarder for Steven Universe, was also talking about it. Um, Steven and Leslie Wolfhard, storyboarder for Adventure Time and composer for several Adventure Time songs. there's a lot of people that are talking about the in 2014. There was a lot of people talking about this, <laughs> and the problem is, is when when it's all said and done, and he's quote unquote back to normal. I should say he's qu- he's back to quote unquote normal.
0: Well, when they get him on the right milk, <laughs> supposedly. Yeah,
1: and then he'll be he'll be welcomed back. And, and my guess is that it's it's just going to continue.
0: I yeah, that's. Um... It's a difficult one because I, I know that there's got to be more information available than what we've read so far. But it seems like it, it's more than just his fault. Like I'm not in a like <laughs> the guy has problems and he shouldn't get to do what he does. Uh, but it also seems like because of his quote unquote talent that um, you know uh, Cartoon Network was willing to look away for a long time, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then all of a sudden, when it comes to a head. Then all of a sudden, oh yeah, now we got Now we got to do it, right? It's kind of like the fucking recall thing with with major automotive companies, you know. It's, it's so oh, we got to wait until there's enough of a problem, and then we'll deal with it. Otherwise, we just keep ignoring it, right? So, I mean, whatever. It's just the guy shouldn't be allowed back, you know. It's the Same thing. <laughs> it, you know, does does he get to you know start taking his his bipolar medication, and then? And then uh, you know he he gets to you know wait a couple years like Mel Gibson or something and then he gets to come back and say oh yeah I had some problems but I'm fine now I respect women we're okay we're good okay it's possible yeah I, yeah you know what that's a tough one I mean it does he desert? <laughs> do you think the the man I mean did they really even go into much detail about what um how he was sexually harassing no yeah see I so. Uh, I mean, I guess harassment harassment no matter how you cut it, but I mean, I would assume that there's certain degrees of it you know I would assume that there's there's passive aggressive and then it could be extremely like in your face aggressive
1: you know I, there's you can't really be passive aggressive in sexual assault
0: okay well how do you subjective suggestive how about I, I don't know i don't you know i mean I don't know like like I would assume like if you go like on the ends of the spectrum like like the lowest form of sexual harassment would be i don't know like uh Subtle comments, maybe, or, or looks, or looks, and then you have the extreme all the way on the other end of the spectrum of sexual um, harassment where you're just flat out saying the nastiest things possible.
1: But I don't know if sexual harassment is looks or subtle comments. I think it's both. No,
0: it's a combination of things. It's but, um, no,
1: I, I, I honestly believe that sexual harassment has to do with being inappropriate towards the person. Yeah, looks is, has nothing, I don't think looking at a person is not sexual harassment.
0: So if I kept looking at you like like ooh yeah I'd fucking tear you apart. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how would you react to that?
1: You know, what I mean, if I'd, I if, I'd if, ignore it because you're just looking at me. I don't know if you're looking at me, or looking beh- at the person behind me, or fucking staring off into space thinking.
0: I mean, once it gets to the point where it's obvious, you know that that it's directed at you.
1: You're saying that you wouldn't that. Y- y- no, because I'm not that type of person. I don't worry <laughs> about that shit. I, uh, you know, and, and it sounds weird that we're talking about this, but I, I don't worry about whether somebody looks at me and says, you know, God, he's good. I don't want to tear that I piece
0: of ass up. For most of us, we're like a horse of a
1: different color. I, I get it. you know, and or you know, or you're looking at me saying, I hate that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking at me, you're looking at me. Whatever, I don't care.
0: Yeah, You know what, I it, it, I guess it, it, there's the, the, I don't know if the double standard is the word for it or not, but it, it look, I've been, um, I've been flirted with by someone I didn't want to have sex with, uh, with and and they were of the same sex. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't get like, uh, I didn't, when it was happening, you know, when the, when the the guy and his wife and and the tranny were flirting with me in the fucking car, you know, when I was lift driving, when the guy was rubbing on my arm and asked me all these questions and shit, I didn't get that creepy feeling like, like, you know, my God, what, you know, I'm I'm afraid for my life kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to get raped or something. I I didn't have that feeling. My feeling was like, it was like, I don't know. It was just, it was understanding that that's all it was like, yeah, guys fucked up and you know, he's uh, he's adventurous. (laughs) You know, he wanted to go 10 rounds with Mr. Joe, but you know, Joe don't flow that way. But I, I, I I don't know. I, so I, I guess I, I can't, Talk about my own sexual harassment against me because I, I don't I don't know I, I guess some people might see like that guy was harassing me but I was he I never told him to stop you know and I never acted like whoa what the fuck are you doing I I just smiled at him and laughed and and played it off like whatever then so, you weren't harassed yeah and, and I and so yeah so that's what I mean I I can't I don't I don't react the same way as other people react you know especially when it comes to most women it, it's So I'm not, I can't really, I can't call that shit. But I get it.
1: Chris Savino. He's a creator of Nickelodeon's Loud House. One of uh, his accusers has shared with Cartoon Brew the letter that she submitted to Nickelodeon during the network's internal investigation of sexual harassment allegations against him. The individual is not among the large group of women who made the initial accusations, um, which are numbering more than 14. This This was back in October of 2017. Um, He was suspended from Nickelodeon animation, and then he was fired. Rather, um, this individual came forward during Nick's investigation, similar to the BoJack Horseman director and Walker Farrell. The accuser has requested anonymity. The identity of the individual, however, is both known to Nickelodeon and to Cartoon Brood. The letter has been edited for clarity and re-edited and approved for publication by Savino's accuser. We warn you that the details in the letter are extremely disturbing and may trouble some readers. I suffered the same as the other ladies in the Chris Savino case. I worked in animation as a professional artist. Also, I worked for Disney Publishing, so I used to visit L.A. several times. This is when I met him at Disney Channel while he was directing his show, Kick Batowski. The first time, he was very nice to me. Then he got my cell phone number and kept in contact with me. At the time, I was 22 years old. One night, he started to text me drunkenly, asking me to prepare myself an alcoholic beverage giving me some recipes and having fun conversation about it so it was very weird for me he sent me an alien emoji with a splash emoji and asked for nude pics another night he sent me a picture of his penis and told me dirt, dirty secret about how he masturbates Great. then he started harassing me telling me he had an open relationship with his wife so i started to feel uncomfortable one day i went back to disney to visit one of my closest friends chris saw me and shouted at me asking why i hadn't Told him I'd be at the studio. He showed some jealousy about that situation. Then years passed, and I visited Nickelodeon to join one of my friends for lunch. He learned I was in town and started asking me again by text why I never visited him. And being so annoying and aggressive, he also asked me to hook up with him before I left L.A. and told him I would do if told me if I would do inappropriate things with him, he would give me a freelance job as well. I had an opportunity to work at Nickelodeon a long time ago, and I didn't take the job because I knew he would be there. We should never allow people to do this stuff again inside a place where there are a lot of women trying to come up in this industry. And there's a lot of laws in California about this stuff, so I don't understand how Nickelodeon can just get away with this. (coughs) But they've been doing it for years. The nature of these allegations raises some very important questions that Nickelodeon had not adequately addressed simply by firing Chris Savino. One, these accusations like Walker Farrell's date back to well before The Loud House was picked up, pointing to a long predatory history that continued into the production of the series. Was no one in management at Nickelodeon aware of this when they picked up the series, or at any time in the last three years of production, or did they turn a blind eye to these extensive and longstanding rumors? The Loud House is directly based on Savino's life. When Nickelodeon picked up the series in 2014, they said it was inspired by Savino's chaotic life growing up in a huge household. What kind of message does it send to its audience that Nickelodeon continues to air a children's show inspired by the life of a serial sexual predator? What steps is Nickelodeon taking in the short term to ensure that Chris Savino does not continue to profit from the series and its ancillary revenue sources like licensing and merchandising? And that's my problem with the Clarence stuff. That's my problem with any of these shows. If you you are a person such as Kevin Spacey, I'm going to leave Louis C.K. out of this because... Cause he's a jerk off. He's a jerk off. There's, there's a bit of a difference in what Louis CK did, but not much difference. Yeah. Cause Louis CK has come forward and they've already fired him. Yeah. That's why I'm saying there's a, dip, a bit of a difference because mm-hmm. Louis CK has lost a lot of money over all of this stuff. Well, yeah. Netflix and Chris Savino too. continually makes money off of this. Yeah. So go figure. And that's why I say that's a bit different. Um, he is profiting off of licensing, merchandising, and um, um, um I guess that would be showings. licensing. Yeah, you know, every time it shows. Royalties. Yeah, thank you. Uh, royalties from showings. <clears throat> and e- even though he apologized, even though this and that and the other thing, and he was fired by Nickelodeon, blah, 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 that doesn't stop the money from coming in unless they made a deal with him. Yeah. That doesn't stop, you know. Licensing and merchandising, and um, merchandising, merchandising. What is the what is the word I'm thinking of? Syndication.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, that doesn't stop the syndication from happening. It doesn't. That doesn't stop his name being associated with the program. And that's why I have a problem with the whole Clarence thing. Because again, what kind of message does it send to his audience that Clarence continues that Cartoon Network continues to air a children's show inspired by the life? Of a serial sexual predator, yeah. Regardless of whether you're sick or not, you have a mental health issue or not, yeah. I, I I I don't give a shit about your mental health, your your whatever. If you continually show the same problems over years and years and years, you are a serial something or other.
0: And just imagine, Pee Wee Herman's show got canceled just for him jerking off
1: in a porno theater. Right, but there's more to it than that. So, <laughs> all right, but yeah, but you're right. It, 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 he he lost almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: and there's some things that he'll never come back from from it because of it, you know. It, you know, there's a lot of people that I'm pretty sure that would never go back to Pee Wee Herman ever because of that shit.
1: No, no, I don't see I don't believe that because what he did in that instance, you know, provided that was the only instance. Yeah. Okay. What he did in that instance was not a big deal. He got caught jerking off on a porn theater. Whoopee! He wasn't hurting anybody. He was just doing, he was doing it to himself. And he was covered, actually. You know, not that I'm defending him, but I am defending him. It wasn't like he was just out and about <clears throat> you know, with his wang out. Hanging out with his wang out.
0: I, look, I hope this doesn't get us into a big debate about this. But, dude, I think it was overblown. Absolutely. But I do say this. I do believe in personal responsibilities. And if you're in a position where, regardless if you want it or not, a lot of people look up to you as, you know, someone who entertains children, then you don't fucking do certain things.
1: And Who the fuck are you to tell someone not to do what they want to do? I'm
0: just saying the repercussions
1: of it. Don't care. Who the fuck are you to tell somebody what not to do?
0: Oh, no. I'm, I'm just saying personal responsibility.
1: Like, he did what he did, and he got caught, and... In 1991, while visiting relatives, Ruben was arrested in Sarasota, Florida, for masturbating publicly in an adult theater with someone else's hand. I'm kidding. <laughs> detectives will periodically visit pornographic theaters and observe the audience, arresting those engaged in what detectives considered indecent exposure. Florida has a weird bunch of laws. Yeah, what do they? What did they consider indecent exposure? Rubens had not been in character for a year and a half because CBS was still running reruns of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Rubens' infamous mugshot, which did not depict the clean cut Rubens, <laughs> had shown for the last decade, shocked. Them. <laughs> <coughs> shocked the public, and many thought that the show had been canceled due to the arrest. The arrest was widely covered, and both the character and Rubens became the subject of ridicule. CBS stopped hearing Playhouse and Disney-MGM Studios suspended from its studio tour a video that showed Pee-wee explaining how voiceover tracks were made, and Toys R Us removed Pee-wee toys. Uh, however, his voice work in Disney's Star Tours was not replaced. Despite the negative publicity, many ar- artists who knew Rubens, such as Cindy Lauper and Annette Funicello... I mean, that's the queen of good right there. Zsa <laughs> Zsa Gabor, Valeria Galino spoke out in his support. The one person that defended him probably shouldn't have. Bill Cosby, whatever Rubens has done, this is being blown all out of proportion. Other people who knew Rubens, such as Playhouse Production designer Gary Panter, S. Apatha Merkerson, and Big Top Pee Wee director Randall uh, Kleiser also spoke out against the way Rubens was being treated. Rubin's fans also organized rallies after CBS canceled the scheduled reruns, with several dozen of Pee Weeites uh, picketing outside Los Angeles, New York, and San Francisco. The general public also appeared to sympathize with Rubens. The TV news magazine A Current Affair received tens of thousands of responses to a Pee Wee telephone survey, with callers supporting Rubens uh, by a majority of 9 1. He remained in a state of shock for weeks and was haunted by the arrest for several years, refusing to give interviews or talk on uh, uh, talk shows. At the 91 Music Awards, Rubens made his first appearance after the arrest, taking the stage in costume as Pee-wee. He asked the audience, heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> Rubens responded with, ha, ah, that's so funny, I forgot to laugh. Pee-wee appeared once more in 92 with when he participated in a Grand Ole Opry tribute to Minnie Pearl. Rubens then avoided interviews and according to a 91 Rolling Stone article, had indeed become weary of the character and wanted to explore new territory. Um... And then he made a huge comeback with Pee Wee on the HBO show yeah. and fucking killed it. Um, I don't—what th- happened with Paul Rubens is so stupid, and everybody made a big deal out of it. When you have things going on like Kevin Spacey or Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> and these are— Well, just
0: imagine uh, at that time period.
1: What Woody Allen was doing to his stepdaughter. Yeah, exactly. These are all, all this shit right now is, in my opinion, more downplayed than the Wee Herman thing. Yeah. Right? And when you have a culture, when you have a Hollywood culture that continually does stuff like this, and we talked about two people that were in cartoons for Christ's sakes, and I'm sure there are more. Yeah. These, the, the two people that created shows, one for Nickelodeon, one for Cartoon Network, owned by the same fucking company, and yet, they continually aired the shows, and regardless of what anybody else thinks, they should, they, they should have canceled the shows. I'm sorry for the people that work on the shows. Like I said, you reassign them or you give them another show to work on, Yeah, and then you continue on from there. That, th- that, that's a problem because you have that stigma attached. You have those names attached, and you still have Chris Savino's name attached to the Loud House. I refuse to watch Nickelodeon anymore because of that. And I record Rocco's Modern Life, and then I delete them. Yeah. Because I forget to <laughs> fix the fucking recording on my, on my, uh, my DVR. Yeah. Well, once in a while, I want to watch Rocco's Modern Life, you know? And I find it very difficult because of the Chris Savino thing, because I am participating in Nickelodeon's bullshit. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of stuff about Nickelodeon that we're going to fu- fucking get into, you know? And rumors about Dan Schneider and all this other stuff. So, you know, at some point, we're just going to uh, really get into that. I,
0: I mean, I know it's difficult because, in one way or another, every single thing that we watch that comes from Hollywood has some connection to sexual harassment, sexual assault, pedophilia, and other relatable things. It, what, you know, what I mean, I'm pretty sure you can do a six degrees of fucking pedophile or of sexual assault with any any TV show or
1: or movie or anything. You know in Hollywood. I have been I've been doing research and uh for another show that we're working on. And and part of that research is random names would pop up and one of the random names was Ben Franklin. And that Ben Franklin was an atheist. Hold on a second, I'm gonna find it here. No, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. Maybe it's here. Oh, yeah, maybe it's here. Is that creepy? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) There's rumors going around that uh, Benjamin Franklin was a sexual predator. Uh, Ben Franklin was an atheist pedophile who flew kites to meet children. I can't, I'm not going to tell you what that's from, but um, that's why God struck him with lightning. Um,
0: Fucking McFarlane. Great, thanks. What? Thanks. (laughs) Didn't say what show. You can bleep that out, my bad.
1: I'm not going to. (laughs) But there you go. I mean, so I don't know where that comes from, but. Let's go to the fun fact of the day. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> like, there's. Uh, Helen Keller founded the first and only all white Negro baseball league. Because she was blind.
0: Because <laughs> she couldn't see them. Uh,
1: fun fact of the day. Uh, Boo, uh, Boo Bruce. <laughs> Babe Bruce, final at bat in his professional career, he hit a grand slam with a full count. With a bad dragon given to him before the game by female fan Mae West. This marks the only time a dildo has ever been used in a professional baseball game in the United States.
0: That looks painful.
1: Undetected flames are the co- number one cause of fire in in the home.
0: Yeah, that monk. that That's on the cover of uh, Rage Against Machines' first album, too.
1: Sometimes the girl you pick up at the bar and invite back to your place has a penis, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> the picture is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> Anger boners. Courtney Love had Chris Cornell killed just like she had done to me, Kurt Cobain. Hmm. There's a lot of fucking rumors about that shit, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Chester Bennington <laughs> and, and Chris Cornell.
1: Yeah, if you want to believe in all that shit. Anyways, there's rumors about Benjamin Franklin. He had a house in, the, in in England that they just unearthed a bunch of bodies in the basement. Yeah? Yeah. So.
0: Did they have a bunch of, uh, God damn it, I... You know what, Stop there, was a, fucking there was going to be a remark here, but I don't know, times. I can't remember what fucking bill the uh, Benjamin Franklin's on. Uh, 20. Is it, uh, I thought it was on 100.
1: Or 100. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Shit. Was, what is there, a bunch of $100 bills there? <laughs> That's a fucking great painting. That's not bad. It's not bad?
0: <laughs> Dude, I don't have to fucking, I don't have to, like, like 100% like, like... It looks like a fucking photograph. I No, no, It's it's very well done. I, I said it's not bad. It's just a statement. It's a saying.
1: Franklin left his English home to come back to America. More than 200 years later, 15 bodies were found in the basement buried in a secret windowless room beneath the garden. In 1998, conservationists were doing repairs on 36 Craven, looking to turn Franklin's old haunt into a museum. From a one-meter-wide, one-meter-deep pit, over 1,200 pieces of bone were retrieved, remnants of more than a dozen bodies. Says uh, Benjamin Franklin House, six were children. Forensic investigations show that the bones dated to Franklin's days. Uh, Franklin was a noted revolutionary and powerful Freemason, so it's easy to wonder what dark secrets Franklin may have hidden in his basement chamber, but the truth, it turns out, isn't quite so dark. Really? Um, the most po- plausible explanation is not mass murder, but an anatomy school run by Benjamin Franklin's young friend and protege, William Hewson. Anatomy was still in its infancy. Benjamin Franklin was probably aware of the legal studies going on in his building but it's doubtful that he was involved himself. Still, we can't imagine that uh, curious man that he was. He didn't sneak down and check out the proceedings at least once or twice. Yeah, okay. Uh huh. <laughs> Six were children. What if fucking Benjamin Franklin was a pedophile and a murderer? Hmm.
0: Change his name to Ben
1: Fondlin. <clears throat> Dissection of human bodies was prohibited by law.
0: Dude, there's a lot of things that were illegal. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like uh, anti-god rhetoric or uh, anti-government rhetoric, depending on where you're coming from, uh, you know, the world is flat,
1: uh, you know,
0: witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> heresy.
1: all that shit. Anyways, I just found that interesting.
0: If proof ever came out that Benjamin Franklin was a serial killer/ slash pedophile. Do you think that the powers that be would allow that to be released or I mean or quickly sweep it under the rug? Doesn't because matter. it would hurt the quote unquote legacy of our of our young country.
1: The fact that Thomas Jefferson raped his own slaves, proof.
0: <laughs> and yet no one talks about it. Isn't that why we're here?
1: So anyways.
0: Now is there proof that he did or did or is the only people just saying that because he created a lot of, you know, mixed children?
1: um if you uh, if you honestly believe America's great patriot slaveholding patriotic slaveholding and slave raping third president um if you honestly believe anything that the history books read you know and I don't think you do but um when it comes right down to it anything that's written that you know how great these americans are or whatever else yeah there's still <laughs> still pieces of shit
0: well, I'll tell you what, man. Ever since I've embraced the, the the idea, the the fact, the whatever you want to call it, that a book that I was raised to believe was God's word, you know, the Holy Bible, King James, it once I, I realized that it's not real; it's just written by man. But yeah, you what is it? I, I learned to take everything that's written with a grain of salt. I don't believe everything one hundred percent anymore. Good. There's things that I might like, f- like I want to believe, or um, fit enough information, fit with enough information that you're like, okay. But I, I just because human beings are capable of lying all the time, and and their own agendas, and blah blah blah. So everything, you know, I mean, look in this day and age, you know, there's all this information, <laughs> but things can always be twisted, you know, to, to to sound differently. So how would it be later on down the road? You know, when it comes with to, to you know Thomas Jefferson, did he rape his slaves, or did he just have relations with the slaves? Please, I don't fucking Please. know. I don't know. I wasn't there. You know what I mean? I so of course he did. I yeah, I don't know what what it was like back then, man. I I know you read about certain things, but I mean, you know, doing like a devil's advocate thing. What if you know you're you're a slave girl, right, and you live in this shitty fucking shack, supposedly or whatever, you know. And you have a chance to go up to the nice big house <laughs> with all the amenities and luxuries and you have to do something with the fucking guy who runs everything. That 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 right there, to me, that was something I want to talk about earlier in, in this podcast where it is – and this is also a devil's advocate thing. What if one of the biggest problems that we have with sexual harassment in Hollywood is also a two – it takes two to tango kind of thing where it comes to not the actual victims. I don't mean them. But I'm talking about all of the women that, for the most part women, that have no problem doing something sexual to get further their career. Do you know what I mean? Like what if because there's so many women that are actually willing to do things of a sexual manner to progress their careers that they've also added into the stigma of these all these pieces of shit that run Hollywood, you know, producers and and whatnot, talent agents and. That they it also has helped feed into their mindset of this is just the way it is and this is what we can do and what we can get away with you know what I mean like like there's not just that one simple factor like this person's a piece of shit what if there's other things that have added to it there's
1: always another there's three sides to every story there's his side her side and the truth yeah so that's what it comes down to
0: have you, I mean have you ever thought of that though like like all of the women that are willing to do things like that have they. Made it seem like that they'll, all, in a way. Yeah, have... we
1: talked about it in the Bill Cosby podcast. No one, look, no, no one, no one should be harassed, no. and no one should be assaulted. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I don't know how many people are advantage takers of situations. Mm-hmm. Let's say ten percent, one in every ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, could be higher, could be lower. But when it comes right down to it, yes, there are people that do that. There are always people that do that, Joe. So
0: it's a partially rhetorical thing. And I just bring it up for like for the sake of devil's advocate.
1: Yeah, I I know. And 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 the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah, because I look,
0: I I don't want to keep doing this podcast thinking that we're one sided on everything. I'm more about just talking about the information, you know, that's out there and that's all we can do and coming to conclusions on it, you know. And like with most things, they're not always black and white. Some things are. I mean, you look at, uh, uh, what was it Larry Nasser, that we talked about last week? You know what, uh, you know, that guy, it, I mean, there's no black and white with that guy. That, I mean, I'm sorry. There's no gray with that, that guy, that guy's fucking evil. And, you know, there's no benefit of the doubt with that guy. Right. You know, so there, there, he doesn't count, but there are some situations that, that could, you know, possibly throw out like, I don't know, like the whole James Frankel thing that's going on, you know, and that's and,
1: not black and white either. Um, there's a whole lot of weirdness going on with that and yeah. I'm waiting for it to kind of settle down before I talk about it. Yeah,
0: and it's like in you know because I wanted to mention the Oscars uh you know on another podcast which I we, I probably will but yeah, there's fucking that I've been kind of withdrawing on the, on the whole James Franklin thing. I've been reading about it but yeah, I've been waiting to see how much more plays out on it before, you know, coming to my own personal just decision on it, right? Right. On opinion, but anyway. I don't.
1: And, and truth be told, mm-hmm. I just don't give a shit about the Oscars.
0: And yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> I know. But it's it's news, and it, it's if I I know, and, and if I bring it up, it's in, it's in support of like how much more and more every single year is becoming more and more worthless, and especially in front of, in my eyes, you know. Because I like I said before, I've always seen it a certain way, and now my eyes are opening bigger and bigger, and and
1: and I'm not. Hey, depl- man, when Patty Jenkins doesn't get nominated, but Logan does. When Wonder Woman doesn't get nominated and Logan gets nominated, fuck this system.
0: You think? Oh, fuck. Well, we're going to say that for another one. All right. So. <laughs>
1: and, well, it works perfectly in with the whole male-dominated society of Hollywood. Uh-huh. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it out on um,
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so for this edition of Compelled, I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. Uh, you take care of yourselves. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. All right. Hashtag all that good stuff. All right. Bye. Bye.